0: What's wrong, Susan? Damn it, tell you, I don't know who I can trust anymore.
1: It's funny, I felt the same way lately. So I've come to the decision that there's only one person on this station that I can trust implicitly. You. Gosh, you blew my cover. You're dead. You hear me? You're dead.
2: Get her out of here. Put her under house arrest. now I
1: Mother, of the Corps' father. You're dead lead, Alexander. We'll find you. The Corps will find you. You have transmissions holding.
2: Batch incoming signal. Full audio and video decode.
3: Purple files accessed. What you are about to see has never been shown to anyone outside the breakhouse
4: out there in podcast land. Welcome to Great 17, a Babylon 5 podcast, a part of the Front Row Network and NPR Illinois Community Voices. We are a group of newbies watching these episodes for the first time and a group of first ones who have watched far too many times. We are here today to discuss season two, episode 19. We only got three episodes left of season two. Season two's episode 19, Divided Loyalties. Jesse, did you watch the right episode? think so <laughs> you think so okay we're gonna find out real freaking quick so I am Scott and with me is Mike,
5: Kevin Emily Mike Andrew Dustin Jesse
4: and Nicole and before we get started talking about this episode I think I need to say this even for newbies who are listening to us this episode has a significant spoiler so if you have not watched Divided Loyalties yet at all I really do recommend you go watch it first and then come back And while you're gone, make sure you click on all the links, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you can, join our Patreon, where we do have an active Discord going, and we uh, also post behind-the-scenes content. And if you can go all the way on that, you can be a member of our Grey Council, a producer, and our list of producers are down in the show notes. So thank you very much to our producers. We also have some merch that you can purchase as well, which is linked down below. And be sure to like and subscribe. If you're listening on your podcast app, make sure you click that subscribe, follow, whatever button there is. And also finally please if you would leave us a review on apple itunes or on audible or anywhere else that you can leave us a review because that absolutely helps us grow the show and be sure to leave a review on apple audible or anywhere else you can leave a review that really does help the show grow and i have a review here from cc 1978 who is uh gave us a five star which is always a plus right away thank you very much don't apologize haha is the title And I admit, I tried watching B5 numerous times and just lost track and needed incentive to continue. After listening to episode number 39, I might have found my incentive. Thanks, gang, for making an unbearable episode semi-cringe. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. By the way, episode 39 was Knives. (laughs) Oh, Sorry. We got a a five-star, guys, for making an episode semi-cringe. Good job. I'm proud
2: of you all. I already forgot what happened in that one. so. So did everyone else.
4: Okay. Let's go ahead and start talking about an episode where nothing happened, and that is divided loyalties. I do believe Andrew has a synopsis for us. Yes.
0: After two years of being on the run from Sycor, Lita Alexander returns to Babylon 5 to warn command staff of a traitor in their midst. And during their investigation, Ivanova confides a long, cu- lifelong kept secret to Sheridan.
4: Nicely done. Now, I usually go to first impressions, but I want to do like a little roundtable real quick for a couple questions, because I like to get it out before people start talking. First question, how many of our newbies and raise your hands and I'll count you out because Audible podcast. How many of our newbies even remembered who Lita was when she showed up? I got one, two, three. Okay, all the newbies remembered who Lita was. Good job. I know Jesse is re watching the show, so that probably helped.
5: I do have one question, though. Yes. Is it the same actress?
4: No. Yes, Patricia Tallman. Yes. Oh, it is, is. a different it? haircut. Okay.
5: And she I had did just not. Ha- I, I honestly did not think it was the same actress. Nope. I
4: same didn't actress, either. Patricia Tallman. And she just happened to have a child four weeks before filming. So. Girls rocking the, the uh, you know, the work mom
3: life. No, but, her face um, was the same. I could tell it was her. Yeah, she really? had a different okay. haircut.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat Tallman's uh, known for a lot of things. Obviously, she's been on B5 twice now, but she is also a really, really active uh, stunt double. Uh, she stunt doubled a lot of people you've seen. Uh, probably her most famous one is she was a stunt double on Jurassic Park for What's Her Face? The blonde, what's her mm-hmm. name?
5: Oh, really? Laura Dern. Laura Dern.
4: Thank you. No shit. She's also been on a lot of Star Trek, both as an actress and also as a stunt double. And she's been all over the place, too. So Pat Tallman, she played on The Gathering as Lita, and she is back this episode as Lita. So my next question is, did any of you know who the uh, secret agent was before it was revealed? No, I'm seeing no hands. Uh, Nicole's got a wavy hand. Uh, I think she's full of shit.
3: 50-50. Well, uh-huh. no, I'll tell you shit. why. Do you okay. want to know why? Well, we'll okay. wait until you get the first impressions.
4: Okay, okay. okay, I'm just kind of getting the car I, I didn't
6: know, but I had suspicions. Yeah, Okay. I,
4: same. Okay, fine. Well, we'll get into more detail. Andrew, you had your hand up. I don't know what you're saying. It, yeah, I,
0: uh, I kind of figured it out, like, about halfway through the episode. Okay,
4: okay. But at least it was somewhat of a minuscule surprise or at least a surprise for something that's that's what I was interested in and the final question I have for you and then we'll get in the first impressions did any of you at any time thought it was Ivanova no No? okay I'm seeing a lot of shaky hands oh Andrew at first you actually thought it could have been Ivanova
0: then I thought it could it was too obvious
4: okay yeah it was kind of a red herring but you know I was curious to see if anyone's gonna fall for it okay now we're getting the first impressions now we've got those out of the way so we will go to Nicole first first impressions
3: Well, this episode was a doozy. Um, First of all, I am pissed at the outcome, like the whole thing. Um, But we'll get into that later. I really loved how the very first scene was Delenn and Sheridan, like giggling teenagers, like flirting with each other. That was precious. Um, I really enjoyed their little B-plot, I guess, of their blossoming love story i was just totally eating it up uh the romantic in me and when she put her hand on him when he was she was like what's wrong it's gonna be okay i was dying so i loved that obviously the revelations that happened in this episode one was holy shit crazy um but i also thought okay I can see it. And then the other one, uh, obviously I, I don't want to get too much into it in the first impressions, but I'm just really pissed about the whole Talia thing. Cause I really liked her. Um, and she was an evil bitch at the end. Um, it just really made me angry. Um, and I, I feel bad for Ivanova because she was, you could see she was really hurt and that pissed me off even more because I love her. So um, overall I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, the whole I guess there was even a C-plot with Kash and Lita, I feel like, in this episode, because that was a whole theme. So I have a lot to say, but I won't go into it too much now. So I'm just going to stop talking. And when we start discussing, just be prepared. Excellent. Jesse. first impressions. Did you watch the right episode? I did. Excellent.
7: Strap in, strap in, kids, because holy fucking shitballs. I, mm, yep, first of all, thought... That Lita and Ivanova were getting it in. Like there was a second that that she leaned in and I'm like, this is it. I fucking called it from day one. And then they didn't kiss. And there was nothing. And then even more heartbreak because you know, when I saw it was Lita, I was like, oh shit, I didn't expect that. Um, but it was awesome episode. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it very much, and I'm really scared to see um, where it goes. I'll tell one more thing about Lita. I I did not like her in this episode at all. Um, her eyes are weird, and they look very dark and like almost like all people. It was kind of freaking me out. But other than that, good episode. Liked it, enjoyed it, had a good time.
5: And
4: Justin, first
5: impressions. Uh, yeah. Let me go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> my, uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, I was
5: podcast. watching this. Oh, hey, that's um, awesome,
4: Justin.
3: I was waiting for so, Justin's reaction. Yeah. Uh,
5: for those, with,
4: for those listening to the podcast, which has no video, mm. Justin just put on a baseball cap covered in tinfoil. Enjoy.
5: Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. So, yeah, as I put my tinfoil hat on, um, yeah, a lot of shit went down in this episode. There was... Um, You know, with them trying to decide if they can, uh, you know, invite Talia into their like little coup with EarthGov. And then Talia ends up being the uh, villain of the story, which kind of threw me for a loop because I did not see that coming. So well done, JMS. And I mean, honestly, it was, you know, it was really a well done kind of whodunit episode of, as I've said before, like, it's going to get to the point where, you know, nobody can kind of trust each other and everybody's going to be like kind of looking over their backs and everything like that. And Zach is still kind of all into the night watch and be like, oh, yeah, I'll do the night watch until, you know, as long as they'll pay me to do it. And it was, you know, it was just a really fun kind of uh, creepy whodunit episode. So I kind of liked it like that. And I was kind of really disappointed. I was, Nicole is, is a been shipping more people than UPS. But I I really enjoyed watching the kind of the dynamic between Ivanova and Talia until the whole thing went down with them. And, you know, the one thing that kind of threw me off, though, is, you know, Sheridan kind of talking about trees while he's holding his own stock. That's kind of all I have to say about
4: that. It would not be a Grey Seventeen episode if we didn't talk about dicks. So thank you, Justin, <laughs> for making sure that we continue that process along. Although when I was watching that scene, all I was thinking about was the Pakmara have their own special area, and Garibaldi does thinks it smells weird. So right, Andrew, first impressions.
0: Of course, I'm I'm glad to see Lita Alexander back. Uh, even if it was for right now, just for one episode, who knows? Could come back. Uh, Also, huge plus that it's a sort of a whodunit mystery, trying to figure out who the traitor is, which I'm always a fan of. Uh, As far as unique stuff, that's all I got. Emily, first impressions?
6: I thought it was a good episode. I really liked how they did the flashback to Sheridan's dream, since that was a really interesting conversation. And at least one piece of it is somewhat cleared up, although I'm still not sure about the bird and it also showed just how like desperate psychor seems with all these different ways they're trying to manipulate and control everything fuck psychor <laughs> and i felt kind of bad for like good talia who basically just got overtaken by like evil talia that was created by the psychor i just i felt kind of bad for her for that one
4: And now we'll go over to our first ones who have watched the whole show. Mike, first
2: impressions. Um, I do like this episode. I think it's very engaging. Um, I've stated before that like when it comes to Psychor, it's not a plot line that is like super interesting to me, but um, I will back Andrew on the fact that I do like a good, a good mystery and a good whodunit. And so that kind of pulled me back into this one. And along with that, we got some, some more good character acting with, the, the the Ivanova plot and and the rest of the command crew I think the acting in this episode is really top notch and it was good to see Lita back because I personally liked her better than Talia um and and I thought she was really good in this episode so yeah Kevin first impressions
1: I also like Lita Alexander so it's good to see her um it was you know bummed initially seeing uh you know in my first run through this show years ago you know um seen you know what ended up uh happening in this episode with with talia but i really enjoy the 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 revelation with ivanova i think that's a great um a great scene between her and box Lightner, and the the stuff with uh with delana is also is also interesting um to to see that seemingly progress um so yeah i i enjoy this episode it's definitely a uh, key episode of season two. So sounds like everyone liked it. That's good. Blake, first impressions.
8: Yeah, much like everybody else. I I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's one of the stronger ones of season two and of the season of the series overall. So really enjoy seeing Lita back as well um, as it's already been commented. I liked Lita in The Gathering. Uh, I like Lita's character better even then in season one uh, than what we got with Talia uh, and the writing that, especially the Talia character had. I think that's one thing we've even commented on throughout some of our episodes is even some of the storylines written for Talia uh, the last couple of seasons were kind of weak at points. So it seems like sometimes they were just throwing in a telepath for the sake of, you know, well, we need to have her in the episode, but I just liked Lita's character better in the gathering. I'm glad to see that character back with this episode. Uh, but also the connections you start to see in this. I love that opening scene uh, with Delin and the newspaper and it comes up and says, I am Inbari is not available. And just, you know, what we've seen before with the connotations of why the lens having to get eye on mimbari" in a human newspaper.
4: That's for me what I enjoy the most out of this episode. It is definitely one that you gain a lot more appreciation for in a rewatch. Because now that you know this major plot point, which, you know, we've been talking about since literally The Gathering. We talked about of some of these plot points that come up in this episode then. But now when you go back and look, you know, uh, Emily, you mentioned the dream sequence where Ivanova asked, do you know who I am? Well, now you know that she's a telepath. And that's what that was referring to. But also you go back, if you watch episodes with um, Talia in them, you'll start noticing that a lot of scenes are shot where Talia is looking into reflective surfaces, looking into mirrors. Also, we have... When she talked to the vicar and Kosh in Deathwalker all the way back in season one, remember that when he scanned her brain and she and when we saw that you saw the uh, the replay here in this episode, stuff pays off, and I love that. So we'll get into more detail on all of this, but this is what I love about this episode the most. It, it rewards the viewer if you've been paying attention for now, almost fully two seasons. You start saying, "Oh, this was all." paying off other stuff i like that so let's go ahead and dive in and i think obviously the biggest conversation is going to be about talia so let's first as nicole puts her hand up immediately let's first talk a little bit about
3: sheridan and Delenn and get that knocked out nicole what do you got okay first of all how adorable was it that she didn't know what a butt was
4: <laughs> yes. was- I I am in love with Mira Furlong more and more every time she does that.
3: But but yeah. But. And the motor butt, like motor <laughs> that was buck. the absolute most precious scene in this entire. It was so cute. It was so innocent, and she did it so well. Like she really played it off, like so sweet and so innocent. And I just really loved their dynamic. You know, in the in the very beginning, they were kind of like giggly, flirty teenagers. And then, you know, he was kind of having a day, and she could tell. And she made him laugh, and put her hand on his, and then when like, it was almost like they got caught, like he had to go and people came in. So she like awkwardly ran away. It was very much like any other, like if you like someone and, and you're not sure, like that awkward, it, it kind of reminded me of like being a teenager and having a crush on somebody. So it was really precious. um And I also thought it was interesting that she kind of played such a important role with connecting Lita back to the the staff, you know, that after she kind of went into hiding. um obviously she must've trusted Dylan. Uh, and I almost wonder if, you know, like we, we know that Dylan has something special about her and empathy is definitely a big one, but I almost wonder if like, there's some special connection where like, cause Dylan seems to just know stuff. So I almost wonder if she knew something was going on or that was just something I picked up on, but yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent all for the Dylan and, um, Sheridan, I'm I'm fully shipping now because you weren't before. <laughs> Justin,
5: go ahead. Well, and that's that was actually one of my questions was was this filmed before or after Confessions and Lamentations? This
4: one was production order number twenty or two twenty, and Confessions was two eighteen. So this was filmed two episodes after Confessions.
5: Okay, because like I watching this episode with Sheridan and Delenn, I. You, I, I picked up a lot of the same kind of stuff that we talked about in the last episode about them kind of starting to have something going on. But then again, like it wasn't really like as strong as it was in the previous episode. So I honestly thought maybe this was shot before um, Lamentations. So that's why I was kind of curious about that, like the shooting order, because to me, it's the dynamic between Sheridan and Delane just didn't seem as strong as it did in the previous episode. Are you
4: kidding? I think the exact no. opposite. Yeah. I just and I
5: just didn't pick it up. I just didn't pick it up as strong. They were holding hands. Yeah, you know, for for a yeah. minute, but that I doesn't mean it. anything. It was to me their dynamic in lamentations was a lot stronger mm. and more emotional okay. than I think it was in this episode. And Emily.
6: Um I was just going to comment on Nicole's point about Deline seeming to know things or sense things, but she's definitely someone that watches and observes more than talks. Like she listens. She actually hears people when they talk. Like she's trying to understand and navigate situations. And so I'm guessing Lita probably picked up on that. And also being a telepath, she probably could sensed um, Deline not being threatening. You know, she's not going to Delin's not going to be the one Sycharo is going to try to, you know, plant an evil Delin in. She's a lot more gentle, whereas some of the other characters aren't as good at the listening and observing. They're more doing their own thing and interested solely in themselves. So I would guess that's at least some of why Lita and other characters we've seen throughout have seemed to trust her more than the other ambassadors.
4: Anybody else on the Sharon and Dylan piece? The one thing i loved is that scene with the newspaper for one it's cute that we have newspapers in the 22nd century oops uh but uh going to emily to your point about dylan listening and everything and blake you mentioned this too i i on minbari i see that as a gossip rag and i'm just thinking that dylan reads the the mags that are in the uh the the, the lane the checkout lane she's just like you know reading the inquirer and that's how I see that going, because I just want to assume that when it comes to Delenn.
6: Rude.
3: What? It's bad to read Gossip Max? Bat Boy Returns. What, Nicole, what do you got? I was just going to say, uh, as a broadcaster, I really appreciated the, the press is fascinating, but troubling line that she said. It made me laugh because it's true.
4: And that goes to another, you know, again, if you're watching this show, it pays off. She obviously calls it out saying the last time I dealt with Earth Press. But some of you complained about that in the episode and I know some of our commenters complained about it too was that Dylan seemed really naive and how did Dylan get herself in that situation where she was talking to that reporter and didn't know what was going on she flat out tells you in this episode that's not how we do things on Minbar we believe in truth and honor and you don't do that so she got completely blindsided I love the fact that uh what it looks like could be a plot hole four episodes ago or whatever it was is now talked about in this one part of that uh is good writing but part of that too is i think because jms is very much involved and active in the fan community as he's putting this stuff together he gets pointers from now i don't think in this case that was the case because this would have been produced well before and now for a world word was uh shown but I definitely think that as you watch the show, he answers questions that the fan base has based on what he's hearing on the Internet as well, too, way back in 1994 and so forth and so on. All right, so if we got nothing else for the lovebirds of the captain and the ambassador, let's dive into the return of Lita and the exit of Talia. Who wants to talk? Nicole immediately jumps up. Yes. Sorry. Don't talk.
3: Don't <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. So, all right. First of all, I also really liked Lita. So I was happy to see her come back. Uh, when I clicked on the episode, it said Lita, and I, I didn't want to read because, you know, sometimes when you read it, gives you a spoiler. Uh, I just saw her name and I was like, Ooh, okay. So then I watched the episode. She came back. I thought it was interesting that Garibaldi was the one that recognized her when she came out of the um, thing and she was unconscious or whatever. And her reaction when she woke up, when she freaked out and was like, I want everybody here. I don't want to be alone with anyone. I was kind of like, okay, what's going on with this? Is this, you know, is this legit? Is she, you know, and then when she dropped the bomb that like there was a whole you know secret program and sleeper agents and PsyCor. it kind of just solidified the fact that all the stuff we've discussed about PsyCor not up until now leading up to this that they are shady assholes so um that was crazy and then um when she wanted to do the password uh thing you know it was really interesting because people's reactions i mean obviously ivanova had a whole issue but we'll I think maybe we should keep, should we keep the Ivanova discussion separate? So I'll focus on the Talia stuff, but um, you asked us in the beginning, if we thought it was Ivanova uh, and I thought for maybe a split second when um, Talia woke up in the middle of the night and uh, reached over and Ivanova wasn't there. First of all, they were sleeping in the same bed. Oh my God, revelation. Um, But also when you see the shooting and the ambush on Lita, you saw the gloved hand. I was like, all right. Cause when she was saying, oh, where were you last night, Susan? You weren't in bed. And she said, I needed air for like 10 seconds. I was like, could it have been Ivanova? But I'm like, there's no way that they would make it Ivanova. There's no way. So then I thought maybe it could be Talia. Cause why would she just wake up all of a sudden in the middle of the night? And then this whole thing happened. It was just so, it was just planned like, It was like from the next scene was her getting ambushed, you know, so. um, And then at the end, when we found out it was Talia, she just happened to walk in and then Lita looks at her and bam, she flips out. Right. I was a little shocked because I kind of thought it might have been her, but I wasn't sure. But what really got me was at the very, very end when Ivanova went to go say goodbye to her, she was such a bitch, like she was so evil and, you know. Garibaldi was like, how could she do this to us? And Sheridan seemed to be more understanding, saying that it wasn't her fault. This was implanted. It's not her, blah, blah, blah. But like everyone else was super pissed. So I thought it was kind of interesting that he was almost forgiving in a sense. Like, I know it wasn't her, you know. Um, But yeah, I. I always liked Talia and I thought she didn't get a fair shake in some of the scenes and some of the episodes, like the writing wasn't great until recently it got a little bit better, but talk about going out with a bang. Cause this really was. Um, so I don't know. I'm just really mad about the whole situation. I'm mad about the way she treated Ivanova at the end. I'm mad that it was her. I'm mad that Zykor is shady as hell, like which we already knew. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that, it just leads me to have many questions, which I will ask in the question section. So uh, I'll leave it at that.
5: Justin, wearing your hat. Go for it. Honestly, I am not still 100% convinced it was not Ivanova trying to hit on um, Lita. Even though that we are... Uh, you know, I'm Sorry.
4: Do you mean put out a hit on Lita as opposed to hit on Lita? Because the way I heard that
8: was like. Okay. And that's two very uh, different things.
4: So you thought the person taking a shot at Lita was Ivanova or you think it could.
8: It it may, it may have
5: been. I'm not 100% convinced it was not. Gotcha. Um, You know, and then whatever was going on with Talia and Ivanova. Again, I was shipping that from the beginning. So I completely 100% sympathize with Nicole on that. I really thought whole uh, Talia thing really caught me off guard. To be one hundred percent honest with you guys, and if and with with Lita talking about all of the sleeper agents that CyCor has created over time, who else is there? Like that's one of my major things. And in watching this episode, like I really want to know who else is out there. There's got to be more people out there. There's got to be more sleeper agents out there and it's going to be maybe some people that is, is Clark. Maybe Clark is a sleeper agent for Psychor Maybe he's being controlled by them, and that was the first thing, like, when, when all of that happened with Talia, and Talia just kind of went batshit crazy, and all that, like, then who do I trust? Like, who do I... You know what? Maybe Psychor is the demon behind everything that's happening within EarthGov right now, so... That was kind of one thing that I kind of picked up on this episode.
4: Emily, you want to get in on that tinfoil?
6: (laughs) Um, So just to kind of hit on one of my predictions that Psychor has a lot more sleeper agents hidden throughout various locations, likely in EarthGov, Mars, probably one or another one will show up on B5. When we figure out that it is Talia, my first thought was, oh, shit. Now we have evil Talia with whatever gifts Ironheart gave her. So how much more dangerous is she now? Like that's scary. I'm <laughs> and- so
4: glad somebody brought up Ironheart. Thank you. Good.
6: She's a little penny trick, you know, after he gave her whatever the gift was. And my that was my immediate thought was like, oh, shit. Now we got evil Talia with better abilities. What are they going to do with her now? So...
5: Well Good and question. then that with the well then that with the Underground Railroad, like
6: mm-hmm.
4: because
5: she knows who is running that. And even like Franklin even admitted, like she knows that I'm running this. What is kind of what was this gonna mean for me? So
6: But I well, they had at least said they shut it down, which I was still questioning if they did, but
5: I don't know if they ever did, but yeah.
6: I thought it was like officially shut down, but you know, likely still going, but since they had shown up on B5, they did the whole, you know, you guys have to find a new location to do this. We can't keep doing it here. And he's like, okay, I'll find someone else to take my spot. Right.
5: I agree.
4: <laughs> yeah. So the Ironheart thing, uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes, because obviously after good old Jason became what he was going to become, uh, he uh, he left something for Talia. And we've seen that Talia had increased telekinetic powers, as well as she had said that she was able to do a little bit more on the side as well too with her telepathic powers, so very interesting very interesting what else y'all have one the other thing I want because I keep harping on this this show pays off another thing that you probably didn't make a connection to but it was there for a reason was if you remember a quality of mercy which was an episode with Talia in it, and she was dealing with that murderer who was going to have his mind wiped. The entire reason why that episode was there, and this comes from JMS, was to get you to realize and understand that personalities can be wiped and changed. That's the reason why it was done. So then a season later, when this happens to one of our characters, it's not the first time you've heard about it. This show is a novel and we are watching it play out and we are finally into a position where shit starts paying off.
3: Nicole, what do you got? I was just going to say, can we move on to Ivanova's revelation or are we still going to do we still have more students to talk about Talia?
4: Let's wait for a minute because uh, us us first ones have uh, a revelation of our own that we'd like to share with you, especially you uh, fans from a certain character from The Gathering.
8: Blake. Yeah, so, so you all get to finally get something from beyond the rim. Aside from
4: Talia thing, because you yeah, got side. that too.
8: <laughs> yeah, well, a little snippet. So just, at, I mean, a lot of you have said that, oh, it wouldn't have been but It's too obvious, right? So we've said multiple times, JMS has written escape paths into this show and different creatives. So Talia was not or the original control.
4: Because Talia wasn't there in the gathering. She wasn't yeah. part of the script.
8: Talia wasn't there. So the original control, Jesse, you know, I know how much you love this character. And God, do I wish I could have seen your reaction to this? Because, oh, the way you melted down when she was gone after one episode. Yep. Takashima was control.
4: Takashima, the actor, would have stayed for the entire show. This would have been her exit this episode. No shit. Holy shit. And here's another revelation for you. You ready for this one? She was also the one who would have shot Garibaldi in the back.
0: <gasps> oh, what the
5: no. fuck? Really? Oh, no.
4: and, you, and, and the difference is, you would not have known that on that episode where we find out it was Garibaldi's second. We would never have found out who shot him until now, and it would have been really because remember, huh. remember, Lita said that the secondary personality will do whatever it takes to protect itself. So in mm. the original plan. Takashima's back brain took over, shot Garibaldi to make sure that the plan went through without a hitch and chrysalis and then went back dormant. Damn. Oh,
8: my God. Which I just would have loved to have watched the Jesse meltdown for that. It would have been so epic.
4: So JMS came out while the show was coming out and said, yes, here's what would have happened. Takashima would have been the control. She would have been the gunman but what happened was when that actor left because as we've discussed studio didn't like that actor for many reasons and it was stupid and whatever uh he actually gave that part to two people he gave the gun person to Jack and we've already seen that and he gave control to Talia and remember we've also because we haven't talked about yet Justin you've always brought up Bureau 13. we've heard control before yeah Mm -hmm. so Jesse what do you think? Um so you were the takashima fan
7: yeah and i loved her you know yeah it took me how many episodes to get um on team ivanova but One. um <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <my> goodness, <laughs> why do i do this to myself i i loved her and i would have been fucking heartbroken if that would have been the case i I probably would have quit the show for real <laughs>
4: for reals this time mike
7: what do you For got? reals i know i've oh. said it like 17 times
2: i was just going to mention i guess on the topic of the whole personality uh replacement um we actually have seen this yet another time Mm. in a way which was in uh spider in the web when the supposedly dead free mars terrorist reappears and is being controlled Mm. by somebody else
4: and by the way uh jms did confirm uh when this episode came out that in spider in the web when they activated control and we're talking to control, they were talking to Talia.
8: No shit. Yeah, Which that was yeah, it's interesting. Because if you think back to that too, is at one point they listed Talia as a witness and said Talia might need to be eliminated. hmm uh, mm-hmm. from witnessing that. So they kind of thought maybe the overlay personality might need to go to you know trigger control to take out the personality if it started to sound like things would come out. Damn girl. Your rewatches are gonna
3: be fun, kids. Wait, here's the thing though. The whole, when they tricked Psychor in that one episode with the Underground Railroad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, how did the back personality let her do that? Like,
4: It was not going to jeopardize that personality. The personality oh, only comes out when okay. it's in danger. Got okay. it, got it.
8: Justin, can I borrow the hat, please, for a minute?
4: Oh, toss it over there.
8: Toss that. Toss Three that time up. zones. Perfect. Toss it. So, Nicole, think about this, though. You have a personality that's embedded to learn information. Oh, yeah. Intelligence. And you've got this person getting looped into the Underground Telepath Railroad. That's exactly the thing that personality would have wanted to know. Yeah. On.
6: They're you not going can... the cover, and it got to experience how much her skills have improved.
3: Yeah.
6: Able to trick Buster like that.
3: Franklin even mentioned that she knows about the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Yep. As they point out in this
4: episode, too, she was this close to being brought into the conspiracy. And you gotta wonder, and I want to ask this question too before we move into Ivanova as well, because Talia 2 we'll call her, told Ivanova, I was whispering in Talia's ear when she was asleep what to say. So you gotta wonder, we've been seeing Talia for the past several episodes she's been on, getting more and more disillusioned with Psychor. Was she actually getting disillusioned with psychor or was Talia 2.0 wanting her to get more ingrained into the folks who may not be on the uh who aren't going to talk to Talia if she's on CyCourse side. Emily, what do you got?
6: I've been wondering, um, since we know Talia's skills are improved, she was able to trick Buster and Ivanova said she can block telepaths or at least most scans, but with Talia's improved skills, would Talia be able to scan <clears throat> and make it past?
4: A little correction on that though, she can't block scans. Now she was holding back Lita, but Lita was doing a surface uh, projection, not a scan. She can tell when somebody is scanning her. She can't block it. She can tell when somebody is scanning her.
6: So I'm wondering, but like with a higher level skill, is Talia able to then scan her without her noticing? And is she going to figure out the truth? That's a good
4: question. This is why we have a questions prediction section too, so keep that in mind when we do that.
6: Yeah, i forget, so I'm asking now. <laughs> Great.
4: thanks, Andrew. What do you got? Yeah.
0: So, uh, so like when they're bringing in all the 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 staff in like one by one, but like it's but it, then they're do that they don't realize that they're being scanned
4: by Lita. Like, it, like isn't that the rule that you have to consent or? It
7: wasn't scanning.
4: Yeah, that's the key thing. She never was scanning. All she was doing was basically shooting out a password. That's all she was doing. So now she absolutely, I mean, it's a fine line because she's obviously implanting that password into their brain. But she's not reading their brain. She's just saying password, password. That's all she's doing. And by the way, (laughs) JMS was asked, what was the password that she was sending? And he's like, I kind of want to say Zaha Doom. (laughs) It was his response.
6: I was about to ask, do we Read, know?
0: Read it as you will. So so there was no password that we know well,
6: of.
4: There was a password because it activated Well like,
0: well, not, well, like, JMS didn't even know.
4: Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. But that's kind of funny <laughs> that he went with that, so... <laughs> It was cute as hell having Zach Allen come in. He's like, yes, sir. That's all.
2: He couldn't have at least made up a lie. Yeah, because <laughs> the other guy's like, you're doing a great job.
3: And then the guy's I after him,
4: you're doing a stellar job. And Zach's like, get the fuck out. I can't <laughs> I see him.
3: You. I can't see him as anything but Kenicky. I always call him Kenicky. And I write my notes, Kenicky did this, Kenicky did that. I know. Is
4: there, is there now a Grease prequel
5: Yes. yes yeah there is yes. so a trailer for the that pink ladies yeah, oh my. yeah the stupid. rise of the pink ladies yeah jesus by the way the last yeah, thing since
4: we're talking about the password oh. injection i fucking loved garibaldi playing them oh. like all <laughs> i he, wrote that, he, that down he milked it so much he's like i'm gonna take my gun <laughs> out because if i if i transform you don't want me to have my gun and then he's like,
5: ah, like, oh, I, I, I loved that so
4: much.
3: I could not. I would totally He did I that. Do.
1: Yeah. It was definitely something I would do too. But I did think it was too much the second time. And I, yeah. I had to identify with Sheridan on that one because he starts laying into them and then they get interrupted. And I was like, yeah, that was a little bit much there, Garibaldi. But the first time I thought was funny too.
4: One complaint I have is I'm watching this on Roku for this episode. I've been kind of bouncing back and forth to see which one's better. Tubi or Roku. And I don't know if this has happened on Tubi, but on Roku, it doesn't go to commercial breaks at the commercial break. It goes to commercial breaks when it wants to. So on this viewing, it went to a commercial break right when Ivanova says that she's a telepath. So immediately when you come back from commercial break, it's, Hi, I'm Talia. I just walked into the room. It was like, Oh, God. So if you're watching on Roku, The commercial breaks may screw things up just a bit for pacing.
7: 2 does the same thing. Did it? it, That sucks. They don't, there's no good, like it it doesn't go with the commercials. It absolutely just does it whenever it wants to.
4: That's just, it would have taken five seconds for an intern to go in there and find the cut and put the cut in there. But whatever. The DVDs are better. But here we are. Nicole
3: Ivanova. All right. So Ivanova's revelation that she is a latent telepath. That was pretty big. Um, She said she thinks she's probably a P1. She doesn't have a lot of strength. She said no. she's under a P1, right? Exactly. She's not even a P1. Yeah. 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 So but she said she feels like it was enough for her to be taken by sidecore. So that's why she's hit it right. It really explains why she hates telepaths so much and why she's so anti telepaths. Don't come near me. Don't touch me. But I wonder, you know, when she said, have you ever had a secret blah, 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 and she was kind of talking to Talia or whatever. I wonder if Talia was onto her or knew at all, because, you know, if they're sleeping in the same bed and they're potentially in a relationship or fooling around, how that would be, I mean, as good as she can block or as good as she can try to hide it. I think she would probably know. So my fear is that maybe Talia knows, um, but that's not what I was going to bring up. What I really thought was, was interesting when she was talking to um, Sheridan about it and like kind of pouring her heart out. um, He was very, I just thought it was a really good scene and a good conversation between them. Good, you know, acting and stuff. Um, But it just really made me think back to all of her interactions with the telepaths, the way that she, Hates them so much the way that she wanted that one girl to not, you know, like when she was like, there's options for you. Um, the one that ended up going to Mimbar, Uh, you know, just it, it was like all of her past interactions with all telepaths and all things telepaths came back to me just the way she was with Bester and all of them. And it just was like, almost like, whoa, like overwhelming on how it just like was the nail in the coffin. Um, So it was really interesting. Um, But I'm not really surprised because if her mother was a telepath, isn't that like, uh, didn't they say in previous episodes, it's like hereditary or something like that. Um, So I don't know. I I just think it's really interesting um, that she ended up being a telepath. And I'm interested to see how this is going to going forward and i wonder if anyone else besides sheridan knows now that she told him so yeah it's just that was a crazy revelation emily
6: so i wasn't surprised that ivana was a telepath i'm pretty sure that was one of my predictions long time ago especially the dream sequence episode yeah you did secret um but when her it was her conversation with talia and it felt like it could go two ways like her hinting at her own secret and her also questioning if Talia is the one they're looking for. And because she's talking about like secrets and, you know, knowing people and all this stuff. And I was like, man, it feels like she's trying to reveal something by herself, but at the same time, it could be questioning if Talia is, you know, the sleeper agent. So I thought that was a really, I don't know if anyone else could see that conversation going both ways, but I thought, it was worded left it open a little bit.
1: Kevin, it is surprising to me that I and I, I don't think it's a flaw in the writing. I just think it's surprising that Ivanova knowing this oh. that she would allow herself to get close to Talia. Um I've always found that kind of kind of surprising. It it seems to me that her way of going about things is the safest course for her and it it's all the more telling about the relationship that was starting between the two of them.
4: Nicole, to a couple of your points too, I don't, I don't think that, and I'm going to preface this by saying when I watch this the first time, because obviously you, whatever happens next happens next. When I watched this first time, I wasn't concerned about Talia knowing about Ivanova because you could tell, at least for me, that that was a sincere relationship. And I think Talia would go out of her way not to scan Ivanova. And so in that case, that wouldn't be an issue there. And to your point, does anyone else but Sheridan know if Ivanova is a telepath? Lita outed her, flat out. And that's that was a very uncomfortable scene, too. Oh, because she
3: said she's blocking what? me. Lita yes. absolutely outed her. That's and then, right.
4: And that's why Ivanova has told Lita to go to hell. Because yeah, now everyone right. in that room knows. because right. That's right. Lita that's Lita outed right. Her.
3: Yeah. I guess I didn't put that two and two together because when she said she's blocking me, I thought maybe like I you, don't know. You I, cannot I don't do know that. You thinking. have telepathic powers. Okay, you cannot, okay.
4: A normal human cannot block a telepath because you don't know what's okay. happening. That's Got the it. whole point. So Got Ivanova it. knows it's happening. The other thing I, uh, I I I want to throw out there too, when you're talking about her mother, yes, uh, we have been told that the PsyCorp believes it to be hereditary. That's why they breed people. Right, as we've been told a couple times. But also, I think her not wanting to be around telepaths is twofold. One, yes, she's hiding her secret. Absolutely, we know that now. But also, two, she watched the psychor kill her mother, like destroy her mom. Yeah, yeah, slowly yeah. with drugs over years. So even if she wasn't telepathic, I can understand that. Into Kevin's point, that all the more makes this a tragic situation to where she finally lets somebody in. And it seems like she let them in with a relationship, not just a friendship. And the person she let in was exactly what she was scared of. And that's just tragic. And to that point, the other thing I wanted to hit on real quick was, and I kind of alluded to this already with Talia saying, Talia 2.0 saying that she's talking in Talia 1.0's mind is I hope that that really was Talia who got close to Ivanova as opposed to Talia 2.0 just taking away Talia 1's ability to make decisions for herself because that just makes it even even more tragic if that's the case that Ivanova was being played the whole time and Talia was being played the whole time. So
1: She may have said that to hurt her even if it wasn't true.
4: That's That's my assumption. That's what I hope is that to Nicole's point, she was just being an evil bitch. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what she was doing. But for Ivanova, she doesn't know. And all she knows is the person that she finally let in destroyed her. The one other final thing I have real quick, because we've been talking about this relationship is we've now gotten to that point. This is the one major spoiler that you all knew was coming was Ivanova's sexuality. So I'm finally glad we're past that. and we can move on. It's great.
1: <laughs> There's one thing I want to mention about this. And this is, this gets into a, another deep space nine type of uh similarity in a way because three weeks after this episode aired they did the episode of deep space nine with the uh infamous kiss between um terry farrell and the, the guest star in that episode whose name escapes me but this is a, a much different mm-hmm. way of doing that kind of uh love story in the sense that GMS didn't was not anywhere near as overt about it um, as the writers on deep space. Nine, And whether you think it's right or wrong, um, it's, it's a very interesting divergence.
8: Oh, and I'm going to jump in on that one. Cause we talked about this a little bit during the Claudia interview um, and, and you're highlighting uh, DS nine makes a good point because even in that instance, it was not a same sex relationship. It was, yes, the two kissed, but it was in a prior life, one was a man, one was a woman through the Trill host thing. And even in the documentary for uh, What We Left Behind, uh, Iris Stephen Bear gave them a failing grade for that um, because it was still that sci-fi trope of, yeah, it's there, but it's some type of alien possession or alien involved thing and, and othering. It was not a human relationship. Um, DS or Babylon 5 just put it out there that this is the commander, this is who she is. It's just part of it. And for the time this show came out, was not the way that was handled. So I think B5 actually gets the higher marks mm-hmm. in how they handle oh, for the relationship sure. 100%. versus the way DS9 framed it.
4: I also like that it's clear, I mean, at least to me, it's clear that Ivanova and Talia got together that night. Oh, yeah. But I love the fact that even though is 90s primetime TV, right when you would have the titillating stuff, they didn't. Right. They didn't at all. You didn't have a kiss. You didn't have an embrace. You didn't have anything. You just JMS trusted the viewers to understand what was going on and also respected the viewers enough to say, we're just going to, you know, show you and be done. And that's not. a lot
7: of trust because God damn it. I wanted to see it.
4: <laughs> they were both wearing some nice robes. We'll just leave it there.
1: Well and Claudia Christian, you know, uh said that really well in the interview that we did with her. Uh she she talked about how it was presented in a way that this is normal. It's not special, it's normal, and not to make a humongous deal out of it. And that's I think that to to Blake's point, and you too, Scott, it it really goes to them doing this better than Star Trek did.
7: Hashtag woke motherfucker. Right. Yeah, let's not even. Yeah,
1: but
4: I I reposted that section for those who haven't seen our Claudia interview uh, two weeks ago. I posted uh, a snippet of it, which is uh, representation uh, on in sci-fi, and it's about a two minute clip where she talks about this. And the comment section's fun. Enjoy.
1: I do have to say though, one last thing before I shut the heck up is that if if someone is going to get a failing grade in this. It's going to be JMS for not giving Andrew Thompson more to do and better writing throughout the almost two seasons that she was in. She could have been utilized better and she wasn't.
4: Emily.
6: Um, I was going to say, I agree with Kevin that I was not happy about the Vonneva and Talia relationship because of the telepath issue. Because she has been so adamant about avoiding telepaths, about not being, not getting close to any of them because of her secret. And I was really uncomfortable with it because one, I didn't trust Talia. I, I don't, I didn't really like her. <laughs> I didn't trust her.
4: Well, let's be honest. You don't trust anyone. ever. Uh, okay. You have trust well, issues.
6: Very true. But she's also side So that just adds another layer to it. And I feel fully justified in that. Um, and yeah, I was really uncomfortable with that aspect of it. And then for evil Talia to come out and be like, yeah, I was telling her what to say to you because I was trying to get close to get information. Like I've just felt so bad for Ivanova because that was just like one of the worst things she could probably ever hear. And I suspect it was true. I think good Talia probably did want to be her friend and did like her, but I also think evil Talia was helping to manipulate a situation that may have happened anyway. And she might've been doing things to speed it up or encourage it more.
4: I'm so glad I live in my world of rainbows and unicorns and not
3: your dark hell.
6: I'm just going to piss all over that rainbow. Sorry, dude.
3: (laughs) Nicole, what do you got? Actually, you're not going to like what I have to say either, but um, Scott, you mentioned that you hope that you know, Talia really did care about her and stuff. And that was just her trying to hurt her. But I even wrote down and Emily just said it that like, you know, she basically admitted she just was using her to get information. And I wrote that down and I highlighted it. And it really pissed me off because, um, yeah, she might've just been saying that to hurt her. But also like, I feel like once that sleeper agent personality was put in there, whoever Talia was, was gone. And I feel like whoever Talia that we knew I think that, I mean, yes, I know that it's not supposed to come out unless it's threatened. But she even said, I whispered things to her in her sleep. And you know what I mean? So how do we even know that the Talia that we know was even ever real? So that just really made me sad for Ivanova.
4: You all live in dark, dark worlds because that's not how I read it it at all.
6: Maybe you don't know how to read the situation.
4: (laughs) Or maybe you all assume the worst every fucking time.
6: Not me. I'm usually true. Miss Nicole, Mary so Sunshine. Much. Yeah, so Mary Sunshine, Mary Poppins pants down there is like, mm-hmm. I don't think so.
4: No, I think uh, I, I I read the script as it was written. And it says that the personality is the normal personality. They just, they just get a, a seated personality that they don't know is there. And when it gets activated, then the main person goes away. And that secondary personality takes over. And for me, I believe that Talia 2.0 was saying that just to hurt Ivanova. I believe that Talia 1.0 truly had feelings for Ivanova and truly uh, entered in that relationship because she wanted to, regardless of 2.0. But if you all want to live in a hellscape, go for it that's fine like what do you got?
7: do what's new yeah so let me just throw my two cents in here scott i don't know how highly i should hold your opinion because you think kissing with your eyes open is romantic so like in that I, case it was boom. <laughs> he was losing adira and he wanted
4: to take in the moment i will stand behind that and there <laughs> that are people in our comment sections who stand with me
3: what the hill
7: i will die on
3: nicole hi hi Got more Can I bring up um, the Lita Lita Kosh dynamic? What the hell is going on with that? Okay. I just want to see
4: you one last time.
3: Yes. Okay. So that ending scene, I have a whole half page of notes just on that damn scene. Okay. So first of all, um, when she was going on and on about how um, all I saw was, you know, his memory of Sinclair and like, basically bullshitting everyone saying she didn't see anything and they didn't believe her. And that's why she ran away from the psych and how she wants to go to the Vorlons, and she wants to go to their planet. And she believes they'll let him in and all this other stuff. But then she goes to see Kosh and says that I want to see you one last time. No one will ever know what I saw. I hid it. And even if I die, they'd never know. And you sing me to sleep at night when I'm sleeping, like what the fuck? is going on with her and Kosh. Like, clearly there is something there that we have no idea. And I think it's gonna be big. And I think it's gonna be something that comes out down the road um, because there is some sort of connection or correlation. And like, they've even said, people who see the Vorlons don't survive. And so why the fuck is Lita still alive? Why did she get to see the Vorlon? What the hell is so special about her? I just need to know. We'll
5: talk about that when you're gone. Can I make a prediction now or do I need to no. wait till later?
4: You can wait because right. you asked. Emily just throws them out there. You actually were polite and you asked. And so I say no. I have some shit to say for predictions. We're going to get there on. soon, I think, because we're wrapping up. So, Andrew, what do you got? All right.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind uh, of – this isn't really a prediction. just kind of throwing this out there. Uh, what if Kasha is non-corporeal? Do mm-hmm.
4: you want to go into more detail on that or just, I'll just throw a like, hot take like, like, out there?
0: Not really a hot take, but like, okay, so like, what, like, every time we do get a hint of what Kosh looks like, it's always just a light. Uh huh. What if, like, what if that is what Kosh actually looks like? Because then you actually see his reflection, like, uh, in Lita's eye at the very end, and then it fades mm-hmm. to the credits. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just kind of looked like a ball of like a floating ball of light. So yeah, well, like, what if that is what Kosh actually looks like? He's just a non corporeal.
6: Then how did the poison work? How do you get it on our wrist or at the back of the hand? What What the hell is
3: non-corporeal? Right. Say (laughs) hypothetically. What does that mean?
7: If Nicole didn't know what that word meant, what exactly could you explain to her? Yeah,
3: Jesse,
4: Nicole didn't know what that meant, so please help Nicole out.
1: means he doesn't have a body. Yeah, like there's no, like, defined. An orb. It's a ball Uh, of light.
7: There you go, Nicole.
3: Silly Thanks. Girl. I'm the only one who didn't know that because I'm dumb.
2: What if yeah. what if Cash is what was in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction?
7: <laughs>
2: he's in the wow.
6: box.
3: What? I was saying he's, gonna say in, say the he's in the box. What? He's in the box. What's in the box?
0: No, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. But um. Oh, no, spoilers! We know that. With, uh, Thank you. Rosebud
2: was a sled. The lion was Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the lion was Jesus. It's
2: true. <laughs> Uh,
1: okay, no one let's cares go about ahead. Rosebud, because that movie's terrible.
4: You know, they actually made a movie about making that movie, and that movie's better than the movie itself.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, <wow. And> they <laughs> got another one. Oh,
0: go ahead. Were you talking about Mank?
4: No, yeah, RKO, no, what number number? It's with, um, Leif Schreiber plays, um, okay. what's his face? Sabretooth? <laughs> yes, he does play Sabretooth as well, but Orson he Mills? also... Orson Welles, thank you. Yeah, okay,
0: I I haven't seen that or Mank, so I was just throwing out names. Yeah.
4: It's R.K. it's it's the it's the code name of the movie, so it's RKO something something something. But it's better <laughs> than Citizen Kane, cuz Citizen Kane I fall asleep cuz I'm not a cinematur like Andrew is. Okay.
0: I, I agree, Cinema started. Citizen Kane is actually also kind of over- overrated. I'll yeah. I'll give you that one over influential <laughs> does,
8: does not, not seem good. good kubrick boy wants to start calling films overrated
4: <laughs> ironically jms started an uproar today and this is we're recording a week before this drops so it was a week ago jms tweeted out uh something to start an uproar he quoted 2010 but he said it was from 2001 and the comments section went nuts about oh that was actually 2010 not 2001 i'm sorry JMS even screws up on the R.C. Clark stuff. Just throwing it out there. Let's go ahead and move into questions and predictions. Justin, questions, predictions moving forward after Divided Loyalties.
5: Uh, So no questions that I have to answer, but predictions. Am I the only one that noticed in the scene with uh, Lita and Tosh that there was a flapping of wings? And I, I honestly, time. when when Lita asked Kosh to reveal himself, I heard a flapping of wings, which makes me think the Vorlons are angelic creatures. Were you on edibles? <laughs> <Right>. No, <laughs> but my prediction is the Vorlons are angels. Carry on.
7: Angels.
5: Well, we have already established I- that
0: Kephra is space, Jesus. So,
4: <laughs> <laughs> so he, he needs his uh, his uh chorus of angels behind him as he is space Jesus Why Yo, did no, none of honestly, you...
5: I heard the fucking flapping did no one else hear the flapping?
4: I'm gonna I just I, I tweeted out a meme a while back of the aliens guy it's aliens and now I'm gonna have to change it to it's angels.
5: All right, angels brood me wrong hashtag group me wrong:
7: Why did none of you correct me when I've called this man Kefler for the last Because it was two fun. seasons <laughs> me listening? you not fucking not. assholes. I, was I caught it a couple our, times. I
4: let it go. I was it's listening to our
7: episode and I, and everybody's like, Keffer, Keffer. And I'm like, Keffer, who the fuck is Keffer? <laughs> Who's Keffer? And, then, <laughs> and then you hear me go Keffler. I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm a von everybody. Oh.
4: That's why I didn't bring it up. Cause the last time I brought up pronunciations, we lost like a thousand viewers. So I'm just going to let it go. God damn it. Angel boy. Is that your only prediction?
5: Apparently because evidently I'm wrong. So carry on. Well,
4: We'll discuss it beyond the rim,
2: I guess. We didn't say you were wrong. We just said you imagined it.
4: (laughs) In your mind, 100% (laughs) true. Angels.
5: God, I hate you fuckers so much. (laughs) Ah,
3: Nicole, questions, predictions? I have questions. Will we see Lita again, like ever? What's going to happen to Talia? I know Garibaldi said they were going to put her on house arrest, but... Is she going to get arrested? Is she going to go to jail? Is she going to go back to Psychor? Like, what's her next move? Will B five be able to protect themselves? Will they be able to pull up enough knowledge or clout to protect themselves about or from what Talia knows? And then, what uh, the hell was going on with Lita and Kash? Uh, what did she see? And are we going to see more about that dynamic? She saw, and Angel. then yeah. <laughs> How many more sleepers are there? That was my other question. And then two of the questions I asked originally were kind of answered throughout the episode. So we won't go there. And then as far as prediction wise, I don't really have too many predictions, um, but I do think there are more sleepers out there. And I'm curious to see when we're going to find out about those. And then I do think that this whole Talia thing is going to become a problem for B5. I
4: think I can comfortably answer one of your questions for you before we do Beyond the Rim. And that is what's happening, to Natalia. I think they alluded to the fact that she's being um, removed from the station and going back to Psycor. Okay. Cause, yeah, because she even, was packing. And Ivanova came in I want, and said, I want to talk to you before you left. So she's yeah. being ejected, not literally, but she's being removed from B-5.
3: I mean, she should be spaced after what she did.
4: Well. That's all I got. Jesse, questions, predictions?
7: The two people at the beginning on the Mars colony, the one that right. died.
4: You mean the rangers? Because they were rangers. Okay. Were they so, rangers? Okay. They were wearing, uh, the one was wearing ranger garb. Yep. Okay, I thought so. Yep. Was that your question, Jesse? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
7: Continue. <laughs> um. So I'm slowly realizing that I've never, I'm not observant enough to like really follow the shit in the show. But so the two rangers at the beginning, the one that died and the one that didn't die, did they take that? information and give it to Lita.
4: Yeah. Lita was working uh, in the same, whatever you want to call that cohort together. So she got the information and the information was that there is an implantation thing where they can put these personalities into people and that there is one on B5. She got all that information from that little USB crystal drive.
7: Okay. Why was she unconscious when she got to, she got through the jump gate? The ship had been attacked, hadn't
4: it? Because mm-hmm. you, if you looked at her, she also had, like, bruises and some scuff marks on her. She was trying to get the hell out of there.
7: Did we see that, and I just missed it? or you just No, just it was back? just
4: disgust. Like, she said that she almost got killed trying to get to them.
7: Got it. Um, uh, okay. Um, predictions. That's all for my questions. Predictions. Um, I got to find somebody to ship uh, Ivana with. Uh, Ivanova with, and I don't know which ladies of B5 are going to um, come around. But I really had high hopes for Talia. And it's kind of. Yeah,
4: man. Claudia teased you like a year I ago. I know she did. She's bisexual. And then you're like, oh, great. And then and I was
7: like, fuck yes. I called that shit. And, then, and, then, and then, but it,
4: you get it for like a half an episode and you're done.
7: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I Listen, I'm, I shit you not. I was like, yes, I fucking called it. And then I was completely completely let down. So I predict that I will find some other woman in the future to ship Talia with. Or, not Talia, Ivanva.
4: Andrew, questions, predictions?
0: Yeah, so uh, one question. Will this be the last time we see Talia? And my prediction is uh, Lita will return as uh, Babylon 5's secret commercial telepath,
4: because she's still on the run. Emily, questions, predictions?
6: Yes, I have lots of questions. First one, does Talia know Anva is a telepath? Is Talia gone for good or will she return with Buster and they fuck shit up? When was Talia programmed? Was it before she arrived on B5 or was it sometime since then like when her husband showed up and was doing some little mind control crap on her? since he was pretty highly rated and they had a history and we don't know what happened when she wasn't in the scenes.
4: You're referring to Dushy McDusherson, the ex-husband, right?
6: Yes, that I mean. dude. I mean, we've had a lot of Dushy McDouchersons here.
4: The ex-husband, yes. <laughs> yeah,
6: the ex-husband. Will we get further clarification on Sheridan's dream? Because we got the Ivanova part kind of cleared up, but I still have questions about Garibaldi um, telling him, the man in between is searching for you. Because I have some suspicions on that, but I don't know yet.
4: Um, Time out. We cannot leave the audience hanging on that. What are your suspicions?
6: Okay. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, is he maybe talking about Morden? Because Morden's the go-between the shadows and, like, everybody else. But then I was thinking, is it actually Sinclair? Because Sinclair's on Minbar, as far as we know, still. But he's also working with the Rangers, so i'm wondering if it's more of a sinclair connection that there's someone the man in between is searching for you so i'm assuming it's someone who's working as a liaison somehow
4: so your two guesses on that if it's even brought up again sinclair or morton
7: yeah
6: good
4: okay thank you
2: i could be an uber eats driver
4: (laughs) man in between (laughs) it's Uh, actually the guy in the stall next to you the man in between the one guy who has to get right between the two other guys
6: Okay, that's creepy. We,
4: we all know. We all know.
6: Let's all see
2: too well. what
6: else was there. Oh, was Kosh aware of Talia's issue before? Like, is that why he was scanning her? Or was he just doing that because he didn't trust her with his little business mm-hmm. partner?
4: Well, remember what Kosh said. He was, uh, I don't know the actual quote, but it was for the future. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was taking, he was getting information for the future.
6: Yeah, it was just- so reflections, terror, and like something else for the future. So I was kind of wondering if that was just his way of trying to get a better read on her, so to speak.
4: Also, did you notice too that Garibaldi had the flashback, but Garibaldi was never near that scene in Death Walker at all. I mean, obviously they had to remind the audience that, hey, a year ago this happened,
5: Mm -hmm.
4: but Garibaldi was nowhere near that scene when he had the flashback. I just found that funny.
6: Yeah, that was interesting. And my last question, did Garibaldi trust Lita because of info from the Rangers? Because everyone's like, Garibaldi trusts nobody, but he trusts Lita. So have Rangers been feeding him information So he was already given a heads up that Lita might have something for them. I think that covers all my questions.
7: You irritate me, Emily. (laughs) What the (laughs) I do what I can? You're, no, you're so good. You're so, like, because I think you're a sci-fi person. You're so good at, like, picking shit out of the show. Like, I didn't even know. I don't remember characters. I don't either. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't even know those men had clothes on, let alone that they were rangers, like.
8: I, I really General jesse yes the men in the show are wearing clothes i mean that
4: <laughs> time out i want to know what jesse sees through those eyes now do you just like picture <laughs> everyone naked the whole no, time because I'm, like, I'm sorry if that's the case
7: no i'm not paying attention to anything except for like the words that are coming out of their mouth like
4: uh you're you're an audio listener you're an audio learner yes
7: okay. you
2: should have asked her one more time if she watched the right episode right
7: <laughs> Well, she
4: was con. Yeah, she was confused to begin with. She didn't know if she had watched it or not.
7: I was going to be pissed if I if I watched the episode that we watched, but it wasn't the right episode. Because yeah, I'd have been like, you now have I to know, hold that in. Yeah, now I know a whole bunch of shit that I shouldn't know. <laughs> um, did I do my prediction?
4: No, we sidelined you. Go ahead.
7: Sorry, I'm sorry.
6: No, you're no, fine. Sorry. I just can't remember because yeah, um, Psychor definitely has other agents in other locations. I'm thinking Mars, Earth and they're probably putting him in less conspicuous positions like the business telepaths where people won't necessarily suspect him because they'd be a little more on the periphery than central.
4: They're all in the Dockers Guild, just hanging out, unionizing, ready to go.
6: Something like that.
4: We'll go ahead and leave our newbies there. And if you have not watched past Divided Loyalties, be sure to leave after the credits. And if you have watched past Divided Loyalties and you want to hear us discuss all of these questions and predictions, stick around after the credits, and we'll do just that. Next week, we will be back to discuss The Long Twilight Struggle. So for those of you playing the home game, next week is The Long Twilight Struggle. So until next week, I have been Scott, and with me has been...
1: Mike. Kevin.
6: Emily. Mike. Andrew. Justin. Jesse.
4: And Nicole. And be sure to click all of the buttons except the down arrow and leave a review. And we will be here next week to continue to talk about dicks and angels
7: I'm so (laughs) upset that Mike didn't say bubble this episode that was the password that was the secret password (laughs) Uh,
4: okay I
7: guess I'll leave too bye bye Bye. Bye.
4: thank you for listening to Grey 17 a Babylon 5 podcast you can find all the places to listen to and watch this podcast at anchor.fm slash grey17podcast or youtube.com at grey17podcast We want to hear from you, so join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or Patreon. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review where you are listening to or watching this podcast. Gray17 is not affiliated with, and the podcast has not been prepared, approved, or licensed by Warner Brothers or any other owners of the Babylon 5 copyright. All clips included in this podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. The opening and closing themes are available from Falling Matter on YouTube.
1: And what's out there? The Rim. And beyond
4: that? The Truth. Welcome back to Beyond the Rim again. Final warning, if you do not want to be spoiled about what happens after... Divided loyalties, this is where you should leave. And if not, we're going to get into the newbies' questions and predictions. And of course, guys, most of the questions and predictions deal with Talia and Lita. So let's dive right into that. And the first question we had was, could Talia scan Ivanova? And along with that, another question is, did Talia know that Ivanova is a telepath?
8: I mean, I think Talia could have scanned Ivanova, but from everything we've seen, Ivanova would have known it.
4: I'm still standing behind the whole Talia 1.0 was Talia 1.0. I know some of our newbies don't agree with that, but I think that that personality was the true Talia, and why would she scan her friend? She was very Mm -hmm. adamant that she wouldn't do that. So,
8: Well, you and I disagree a little bit here. Um, I I agree with you in part. Talia 1.0 was Talia 1.0, but I do agree with the end part of the scene, though, where... I do think Talia 2.0 was doing the whispering in the ear exactly like it was at the night. Like she said in the very last scene there was, you know, I was the voice in the night whispering in her ear all the things to say to get close to you. I think Talia 1.0's feelings were genuine, but I also think there was influence of Talia 2.0 in making it go that way as well.
4: That's a little less dark than it was all a scam. So I, I can get behind that one a little bit.
1: Yeah, I am I'm, I'm of the opinion I definitely don't think it was all a scam. I mean, it was clear that there was um a a true relationship there regardless mm-hmm. of what else was going on in the, with the
8: brainwashing. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree it wasn't a full it was not a full-on scam.
4: Next one was when was Talia programmed? And uh, I believe and I can't don't quote me on where it actually happened, uh but uh it was alluded to I believe in a comic book that Talia was programmed before she uh, arrived on B-5. And it actually would have been the same with the Takashima character. Uh, JMS flat out said that her time on Mars, Takashima would have been implanted. Did Kosh know about Talia?
8: I think they plan. So we've kind of commented on JMS had trap doors, entry and exit points. You know, ultimately Talia left the series. And I think this is where we can have this conversation on Andrea Thompson. Um, I think it fits in nicely here. I think so because- too you know, there was that scene that would lend itself to the possibility for Talia 1.0 to come back with that recording that Kosh has. And we know the Vorlons have various uh, powers and capabilities that far surpass anyone else. So I think there was a path there that if Andrea Thompson wanted to come back to the show, there would have been a way to do that via that recording. Now, obviously we know that never pans out. Uh, yeah. Andrea Thompson doesn't come back. There was a lot of contention behind the scenes um accusations made about her wanting more screen time and really wanting it to be talia centric stories uh versus the more ensemble cast uh there was some of that on the nets and some other pieces so it's an interesting dynamic i know kevin you've got some insight and thoughts on that too she she got jack shit
1: to do nearly in in almost two years like i'm just not gonna pull the punch here you know JMS wrote almost nothing for her. Why would she stick around? Uh, you know, she and she she became a serious regular on on JAG after this for a season or two and uh, you know, I'm not I'm not like super wild about about the actress, but she deserved better than to get to be basically a set piece who talked once in a while.
4: And I I agree with you that Andrea Thompson and Talia didn't get much to do. So here's what JMS said. So we'll give this side of the story too. This comes straight from the Usenets. Uh, When he was asked, uh, Andrea Thompson came out in an interview back then and said that she felt Talia got uh, a short shrift, which is what you just said too, Kevin. Uh, JMS said, and I quote, there are a number of actors who feel that if they're in the story, then they should be at the center of the story. Andrea seemed to feel that if she was in an episode, the episode should be about her character. And was consistently lobbying for this despite the fact that it would cut into the arc and time for the other characters on screen b5 is an ensemble show time on screen is determined by the story not by the whim of the person personal insistence Uh, yes we used her eight or nine times in the given season but by contract we paid her for a full 13 episodes whether she appeared in them or not and he goes on but yeah so there's absolutely definitely um bad blood there and uh i think you know like usual um there's three sides of the story your side my side and the truth i think andrea absolutely didn't get enough to do i think jms felt that that wasn't her role on the show and both of them should have uh come to a agreement and they didn't so she left
1: and i am a little bit surprised that he couldn't sell her on well there'll be more to do Next season, when the telepaths become important to the storyline. And I, I very much doubt that he had season five planned out with, you know, what Patricia Tallman does in season five.
4: Well, but, in the, the original plan for season five, I don't know if he had it planned out at this point, but when he did, that was Ivanova's character. The the Lita stuff with Byron and stuff was supposed um, to be Ivanova.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but he, he there's just, nothing for her to do Mm -hmm. in two seasons versus other other um more side characters or or at least less prominent characters i'll give veer as an example Mm -hmm. veer's had a lot more to do in two seasons than andrea thompson ever got on the show at all Mm -hmm. so it's you know yeah okay maybe she got a little too forceful maybe she wanted a little too much focus okay fine but there is a big difference between what she got to do and what some of the other like, you know, Lanier hasn't had a ton to do either, but even he's probably had more than than Andrea Thompson. And you can you can say whatever you want to about, you know, the the actors, you know, prominence um or lack thereof. But uh it, it is surprising to me though that you know there wasn't a way to have uh Talia a little bit more to do in season three and four perhaps um and you know if if jms had had cared about the actress and and the character perhaps he would have you know made that sale to her but that's clearly not what happened
4: well unless he and i'm not trying to defend jms here because i think you're right there definitely could have been more done here but i don't think season three and season four is the answer because the intention was always for her to be control so i don't think it ever was the intention that she would be Going much past season two.
8: Mm -hmm. Well, I think the issue at this point, and I've brought it up before and kind of got scolded by Scott when I did because it was with the newbies, but Mm -hmm. bad boy. Yes. I think that maybe in the creation of Talia, JMS might have backed himself into a little bit of a corner for the first Mm -hmm. two seasons Mm -hmm. because Lita, or not Lita, Talia is a commercial telepath. She's there to monitor business transactions. And yet that kept coming up, and it even got brought up by our newbies is. Is she like the only telepath on the station because, oh, I'll be damned. We, we have this mind wipe we need to do here. Quick, go grab the, you know, contract monitor telepath that we have mm-hmm. and have Talia do it. So I kind of think in the writing, there was a little bit of a back into a corner of how do you do these bigger roles like what we saw later with Lita and what we'll see later when Lita comes more into the picture with someone who's a commercial telepath who's basically there to monitor business transactions uh, for hire.
4: And, you know I, I look at this as somebody who's watching this for the first time and to both your points talia didn't get enough to do and then in this episode oh they're finally going to bring her in she's going to have more to do oh she did that's rough
1: i remember reading that gms said it was supposed to be an about an eight episode arc to tell the story about her and ivanova you know falling in love and then to have this happen so she probably would have gotten more to do if she hadn't said no. I'm leaving now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is there, you know, as you said, Scott. There's definitely got to be some. It it comes somewhere in the middle, yeah. and I agree with you. Um, yeah. But it it's unfortunate because it, not everyone's wild about the Talia character, but I like her just fine. Mm-hmm. I also like the Lita character. I I don't really have a particular preference between between the two at this point in the show later on, I, I really, in, I really enjoy Patricia Tallman's uh, stuff. And I I don't think there was really any other way to do that with, mm-hmm. with Talia, as you pointed out, Scott.
4: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think that Andrea definitely should have had more to do. I just wonder chicken and the egg argument. When did she start complaining and when did she become a, uh, you know, a squeaky wheel that JMS just got tired of too? Yeah. And that's not a defense of JMS either. It's just a, did Veer start getting more because Steven verse, first played ball and wasn't a pain in the ass? Maybe. I would say between the two of them, uh, I have no issue with Talia or, or Andrea Thompson, but I do think that Pat Tallman is able to bring more to the same kind of role. She does get more meat to chew on, but just as an actor, I think she she brings more to the table than andrea thompson did continue on the talia thread what is happening to talia now that she's leaving the station and will we see talia again she's gonna get no, dissected so yeah we, uh, we we discussed this uh before we recorded there's a there's a line that bester says and i'm blanking on the episode now but he basically says before she got dissected, and then he stops and that's the last we hear of talia although we will hear about her one more time when Ivanova finally comes out and says that she thinks she loved Talia, which is a gut-wrenching scene. Will B5 be able to protect themselves from what Talia knows? Blake, to your point, Talia doesn't know much. Yeah. <laughs> She's a commercial telepath. She's not upper echelon. I mean, she knows about the Underground Railroad, but I think they, I know the, the newbies question it a little bit, but I think they did a good job about saying that's not a big deal. They don't mm-hmm. want people to know about the Underground Railroad just as much as they don't want us to know about it so we're not gonna they're not gonna bring that up and that's the only thing she's got
8: yeah because they never got her into anything else so
4: almost almost week later will we see lita again lots and lots lots and lots
8: and she'll have gills
4: and she has an action figure which i have behind my head right now yeah I, i i do enjoy the 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 lita character as we move forward she gets so much more to do than talia did I'm not a big fan of how Lita ends because I think it's kind of uh, a cheap ending on the show. She just goes off into, you know, wild blue yonder. And we hear later that her and Jakar go have some adventures together. But at the end of the day, she bombs Psychor with Lanier and they both die. And that's how Talia goes away. So and that's in one of the books. So what was going on with Lita and Kosh? I think Nicole's trying to ship them. I think that's what she's asking here. So do we ship Lita and Kosh?
2: I mean, kind of.
4: I think this is an obsession thing, too. I mean, she told us earlier in the episode that she is getting a, a, a drive to go to Vorlon Homeworld. She doesn't know why, but she just feels like she has to go, and she feels that they're going to let her in when she goes. And she knows what she saw, and she's obsessed with it, and she wants to, she wants answers. And so that's how I read it. I do well, think... Oh, go ahead.
8: This is, and it'll come out later, too, that... Uh, Lita, when she gets modified by the Vorlon, to basically carry part of Kasha's spirit.
4: Yes. Yes. And what did she see, Justin? When you listen to this again, two years from now, she saw an angel.
2: Sorry, we gaslit you. We <laughs>
4: did. But okay, I knew so, the payoff is coming in three episodes, yeah, so I felt sure. like I could.
8: I'm I'm just waiting though until you know they figure that part out and then they get all the touch by a Vorlon references. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I am absolutely gonna put out a meme when we drop this episode of the aliens guy saying Angels. Just to play with Justin a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, no, she's, and Justin uh, called it out, and I I can't remember if I called it out on the Beyond the Rim or not, but uh, I know, Mike, you haven't heard this because you mentioned that. Every time Kosh comes out as his encounter, sir, you absolutely do hear flapping wings. Justin's right. It is a part of the sound mix, and then they are absolutely there every time if you listen for them, you hear the flapping wings.
1: Well, and we all have commented before, we were surprised that no one picked up on that earlier, but this is the first time that even Justin picked up on it
4: yep Mm -hmm. yep and you know I mean Andrew's not far off with the non-corporeal I mean he's definitely a being of light but he has a figure and depending on who you are you see a different figure which we will get into and I'm looking forward to that episode the fall of night it comes soon folks it will be here soon how many sleeper agents are there
1: well, that's we a- know, only know for sure of one other one that we've already seen, but they they don't really continue with this with this storyline.
4: I love that our newbies have the big old tinfoil hats on, but sometimes the show tells you right out. Alita says a couple of times, it's going to be a higher a ranking or a person in higher power because that's where they're going to need to be. So we've gone through every single person that is on command staff and down to they were like scanning pilots and stuff. So. I'm pretty sure that they're clear. I mean, if and if it is somebody who's a sleeper, it's going to be a dock worker, which is what they called out. And what's a dock worker going to be able to do aside from, you know, sabotage? But that's not what they're there for. They're there to gather information. So sometimes you just got to trust I mean, that the script's you know, not lying to you.
2: I, I do wonder how much that argument, I don't know, holds water. I guess I do not I don't know all the mechanics of how psychics in this universe work. But to me, like, I would think that a psychic spy could literally be Anybody and the more non-assuming the better, because all they have to do is like go sit at the lunch counter across from somebody and to probe mm-hmm. their mind.
8: But there's you nothing know, that but... said that the spy was a site psych- was a uh telepath either. True. The overwritten true. personality could have been in a non-telepath. This is true, which is why they were scanning the command staff. Mm-hmm.
1: It, I was surprised that none of the newbies really thought that it was Ivanova because I had the same question you did, Scott. I i if you hadn't asked it, I was going to. Did anyone mm-hmm. think it was it was her? Yeah,
4: <clears> they
1: definitely pointed that, that it up
2: for her. I guess that just raises more questions to me. If you know, if Psychor is the one that implants artificial personalities in people, like why bother going to the trouble? Just go put one of your Psychor people in a doctor uniform. <laughs>
4: You know? well yeah and uh, and i know what you're saying too is they could be in a room and scan somebody and they wouldn't even yeah. know it. you're right you're right but uh if they want to actually gain intel like real legitimate intel you need somebody who at least is in the room sometimes which i would argue talia is not exactly in the room a lot but more so than somebody who's you know cleaning out the pac bathroom <laughs> so moving on From Talia, the last Lita question we had was, did Garibaldi trust Lita because of the Rangers?
2: I don't know if he did necessarily trust her. I think it was more of a, well, I don't know. I guess it was more of a, what on earth are you doing back here, given what
1: happened before? Since Sheridan knows about the Rangers, you would think if he had known that, he would have said it. I think it just has to do with the fact that you know, Garibaldi's the only one that really knows her particularly well of anyone that's left.
4: Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're both hitting on it. I mean, Garibaldi knows her. And then also, why the hell, when you're being chased by PsyCor, would you come back? And why would you put yourself in that jeopardy? Of course, you could be pretending and you could be still PsyCor and stuff. But I think Garibaldi just gets a gut feeling that he can trust this lady. And then the final question, will we get more about Sheridan's dream and especially who is the man in between that is looking for Sheridan and oh man, we've had some comments uh, on our social medias about this question as well too. So I did ask Emily and she believes the man in between is either Morden or Sinclair. So the man in between is if you ask JMS is Justin, who is Mark Twain. I call him the old guy who works with the shadows. Now, Blake and I uh, have a different opinion on that, which is we think it's Lorianne uh, between Tick and Talk. But that we will definitely see who the man in between is, regardless of who you think it is. We're going to see a couple men in between. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think this is the most overt res- referral to the dream that we're going to get, where we actually see the dream again. And Ivanova saying, you know, do you know who I am? Uh, after that, I think it's more open to interpretation at this point.
1: As dreams always are. Yes.
4: Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, and sometimes it's a big brown dick. <laughs> Predictions Psycor has a lot of sleeper agents. I think we kind of covered that one already, right? Mm-hmm. What will Psycor do with Talia's gifts?
8: Slice and dice them. Yes mr happy slice and dice
2: i i could have probably mentioned this earlier but i was somewhat fearful that i would invite spoilers so did you who who mentioned it was it lita they're talking about the 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 past how talia knew lita and they casually mentioned that there are other telekinetics in psych talia said that talia said that there are teeps and teeks yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, just, I thought that was interesting because I thought telekinetic I, was something that they've never mentioned before.
4: Uh, except I for it was, Talia. Yeah.
2: Except for Talia. Yeah,
4: yeah I think I, I caught the same thing, Mike. And I think you're right. I can't remember. Uh, and I think maybe Ironheart said that, like, I can't remember if he said it or not. I think maybe he said something like it's even a smaller percentage that has that ability. But you're right. I mean, it was something that we only knew Talia had. And that being said, and this was brought up a lot on the Usenets, and one, JMS basically said, uh, when I wrote that part with Ironheart, I didn't know Talia was going to be leaving, so oopsie. Because <laughs> uh, even to, to our point, with the, to Blake's point, with, the, she could have came back. That was the original plan. Yes, she was always control, but Kosh has a memory copy of her that he could implant back into her and bring Talia back. That doesn't happen because andrea thompson doesn't come back but if it had then the uh the talia story could have continued with what was going to happen with her gift but i think the assumption is at least from everything i've seen and heard that psychor was not uh able to figure it out and they tried to get it out of her and that's why they dissected her because we never hear about them ever being able to use what ironheart gave her somewhere
2: else well and even besters line about dissecting her, it doesn't really have any direct reference to the whole Ironheart storyline, nope. does it? It's no, it's just, just a, it's a weird, a... off-handed thing. Where if if you had forgotten that episode, you'd go, "Why?"
4: He really just <laughs> says it to piss off the crew. Yeah, that's all he does. He's just being a dick.
1: I'm pretty sure the episode is dust to dust,
4: mm. and I, I have no doubt that they absolutely did dissect her because, for one if jms is not happy with andrea thompson it's a good way to make sure she never comes back is kill her uh but also i i don't think bester would lie about that i think bester would hold it over people's heads but i don't think he would lie about it so that point talia will be a problem for b5 Eh, not so much because you're dead ivanova needs someone to be shipped with guys is ivanova (laughs) going to have somebody to be shipped with now
1: jesse said another all of season three yeah (laughs) my good buddy
4: marcus God, I love Marcus. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, so Marcus will come. Uh, well, he won't, and that'll be a sad <laughs> But Marcus will join the cast and will almost instantly be infatuated with Ivanova, and I'm waiting to see how long it takes Nicole to ship Marcus and Ivanova. Oh,
1: it, it, instantly.
4: <laughs> but Jesse did say another female, and uh, we won't get any more Ivanova with women, so... That was I, a one I'm minutes.
8: waiting until they have the episode with Lanier and Marcus and we get uh, Nicole to ship Lanier and Marcus.
2: There you go. I well,
8: was actually to say, that. did you
2: mention in the first half that that, that Claudia said Ivanova was bisexual? Because that would have been a bit of a spoiler, I guess.
1: Well, oh, yeah, it, it, she said it. She, she done said it. That one. Ah, Okay.
4: Yeah, during her interview with us, she said that Ivanova was bisexual.
1: Gotcha. Yep. So that, you know, Nicole's been shipping them ever since. Yeah
4: it was kind of a given and everyone put two and two together, even at the, when we made that interview, Oh, you know, five months ago, everyone put two and two together. It was like, well, there's only another one female on the cast. so <laughs> yeah, It's not Natoth. So yeah,
2: if they'll, if they'll see Marcus coming or not, that is what I'm saying. But well, yeah. that's,
4: that's a good point. Cause you know, uh, Jesse still thinks it's going to be another woman, but Claudia absolutely told us she was bisexual as opposed to gay. Leto return to B5 as a secret telepath.
1: Pretty much exactly.
4: Good job, Andrew! Ding, 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 ding! Winner!
2: Now the real winner.
4: The real winner, Justin. Again, buddy. I know you're listening to this in 2025, and I love you. They're angels.
1: (laughs) You nailed it.
4: (laughs) Good job, and you—you know—it wasn't one of those like, did you watch ahead? You're like, no, you—you actually mapped it out. He's got—he's glowing, and he's got wings. I think he's an angel. Yep. He sure is. And depending on which species, he's an angel for every species, which we will absolutely go more into that when we get to fall of night here in a few weeks. But the whole point is, it's it's the Vorlons imprinting themselves on all the species. They want the species to know that the Vorlons are basically gods. So back in the Stone Age or whatever you want to call it, when they were fooling around with humans or any other species... They went ahead and made us think that they were angels and they started our religions. If you want to go really deep into it, or at least several religions. Okay, guys, anything else you want to talk about with divided loyalties before we wrap this sucker up? Much like we're going to wrap Talia into a body bag. We will be back next week to talk the long twilight struggle. And I'm sure we'll have some good questions and predictions from our newbies after that episode. And we are only three episodes away from the end of season two. So be looking for our live season two recap, which will be coming out in four weeks. And if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should go do that and then click that notify button because when we do that live season two recap, that notify button is what's going to let you know when we are going live. So check that out. Until next week, I'm Scott and with me has been...
8: Blake, Kevin, and Mike. Thanks, everybody. Hey, we didn't fuck it up that time. But, but,
4: I bot. You bot.
0: He or she, but. No, it's. Um...
6: Oh, but, but. But, but. You sound like a motorboat.
0: <laughs> Motor, but.